What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this episode. I uh, want to let you all know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast directories and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 24th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, here to bring to you all things sports. Let's welcome my man, Matthew White. My co-host, Matthew, uh, we will not say your middle name, White. How's everything with you? It's pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing well. I almost exposed you. Remember last week, I almost exposed you about your middle name? Put some respect on my name. I don't know if it's like an exposure thing. Like, this is just in your head. Anyways, uh, how was how was the weekend, man? Uh, the weekend was pretty good. It's chill, warm. A little saw some, a uh, couple, little bit of soccer. True, true, true. Uh, did you do anything for Father's Day? Oh, uh, we ate like some, like food. We went out to eat and uh, watched like a movie together. Oh, what movie? It was dang. I'm not gonna be the. It was a I not I spy. It was the spy movie with Eddie Murphy when he's like a boxer. It's oh, so um, it's pretty lit though. It's kind you of watched funny. it at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> I thought you watched. I was like, uh, where do you see this old movie at? <laughs> um. So yes, it is Tuesday the 29th. It is uh, Juneteenth. Do you know the significance of Juneteenth? It's like when everybody's like free, free. Yes, pretty much. Uh, slaves from states like Texas and uh, other Southwest states, um, they didn't get the memo. And I'm joking when I say memo, but uh, yeah, pretty much states, especially in Texas, they still had slaves because they slaves didn't know that the Emancipation Proclamation had happened almost two years. I think it was like two years prior, but it was a long time. Um, but when they were finally made aware, um, and when I say made aware, like the federal government had to like literally step in and say, Hey, you are no longer slaves. Um, so it became a holiday, especially in the South. Uh, the, um, significance has definitely blown up recently i'm not gonna lie i didn't find out about this until last year what was the first time you heard about so it? we were late also perfect but yeah no nah, i heard about it maybe last year or no there's an episode of there's like a juneteenth episode of the boondocks see i don't really watch the boondocks so i would not have known that that happened um but yeah so it is june 19th so happy juneteenth um states like uh texas louisiana um big uh, i want to say even i think mississippi uh, those are states where they do like big it's a big holiday it's a, they do uh street festivals and things like that um 
so yeah happy juneteenth but uh father's day was this past sunday um happy father's day to all the fathers and father figures out there uh this father's day uh what did i do um just went by my parents house chill we watched uh tv had had dinner um we let my dad watch as much tv and what he wanted for hours so i guess that's that's a good gift right definitely a good gift <laughs> For instead, sure. of, instead of taking over the TV and putting all what we want to watch, <laughs> uh, but yeah, had, had some good food. Had some oxtail, man. Hey, that's always good. Yes, had some oxtail. Uh, you know, and some there was some uh, some kingfish. We had that too. So, yes, very West Indian uh, dinner. Um, let's just get right into the show. Uh, start with uh, the. U.S. Open, the PGA's U.S. Open tournament. Do you know who won, Matthew? Why did you put me on the on on, on spot? Uh, I don't, but I'm pretty. I I think he was he shot. He was one over. Yes. Uh, yeah. Brooks, I can't remember what his name is. Brooks Hogan. Halfway. <laughs> Brooks Kepka. God damn it. Who's Brook? In Brook Hogan, like a That's what do you call it? Daughter. Yeah. Daughter. Yeah. No, it's not close <laughs> Brooks Kepka, by the way, second consecutive U.S. Oh, Open. He is out here. Um, and his only two major victories in his career. Still relatively young golfer. Um, but yeah, second consecutive U.S. Open victory. First to do that since Curtis Strange in 88 and 89. Isn't that kind of crazy how like we... Even Tyre Woods in his prime didn't do this, or like a Phil Mickelson, or Phil Mickelson. He's always a runner up, man. It's it's golf is hard to be like dominant in. I think, especially to win like back to backs at the same tournament. This, I don't know. That's difficult. Even though he shot a one over. Uh, Dustin Johnson on Friday after his round on Friday. He was up something like five or six strokes and um, had a debacle on, on Saturday, which right. put him back, put him into a four way tie That's on terrible. Saturday. And he ended up uh, three, three over, so two strokes back from uh, Brooks Kepka. Um, it's one of those, uh, I mean, it's not going to go down as one of the epic choke jobs it's not gonna go down as like a greg norman where greg norman is leading huge on sunday and then loses but this one was pretty big pretty bad because he was pretty much dominating the course thursday and friday saturday had a bad game uh, i mean a, a bad round and on saturday had an even round uh which uh did not go well for him a lot of the golfers were complaining about how hard the course is. Look, we're both not going to act like we are golf aficionados, but um, do you like when, I guess, okay, since we're not huge, big golf fans, if you had to watch this tournament, would you have been cool with it being so difficult as a fan watching? Like, there's no way. I want it to be like a little difficult, but I still want people to get some like, you know, chances for Eagles and like that stuff. I don't know. 
Nah, I would prefer like a difficult course, but I don't like he shot one over par. Yeah, for the entire tournament. Like, that's that's not good. Like he got I, a, he got a B on he got a a, a, a C minus on the test. I know a lot of people. Uh, I know when it comes to golf, people say par is okay. It's okay, and so you're, you're playing good. But um, in these major tournaments, I don't want to see good. I want to see my best. I want to see the leaders play great. You know, it's like having a basketball. Like people complained about this, and actually, no, it's not the same because even in the '90s in the NBA, uh, scoring was down, but it still was entertaining. <laughs> It, it, it to me it reminded me of like a non-entertaining like 90s basketball game where like the score might have been something like 75-73 and that's what it reminded me low scoring and very difficult slow horrible to watch so yeah didn't really go pretty well. Um, I don't. The U.S. Open tends to be the dip, one of the most difficult majors, but I felt like the U.S. Um, GA definitely did a, a very bad job making this very difficult for all the players. Tiger Woods, um, Roy McIlroy, uh, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Speed. They didn't even make it out of the out of the weekend. They didn't even make it to the weekend. So. That's when your top tier golfers aren't even playing on a Saturday and Sunday. That is not a good look. Um, let's move on to the World Cup. Have you been watching in these World Cup games? I saw Nigeria play on Saturday. That was pretty cool. I mean, minus and like losing, but it was cool. World Cup has been pretty uh pretty entertaining in my in my opinion. Um let's just start off with last Friday. Uh did you so you you didn't catch that Portugal Spain game? I heard it was wild though. <laughs> Man, that was a great game. Uh Cristiano Ronaldo three goals and his third goal came within minutes of the horn going off or the whistle going off in the second half to tie it up against Spain and it came off of a free kick he bent that soccer ball man I know people say bend it like Beckham I don't have anything catchy to say for Ronaldo <laughs> but it was it was definitely a bend it like Beckham free kick and they uh he tied it up and that game ended in a draw. Real quick, are you cool with soccer games ending in draws? I would prefer they didn't. But I understand why they have to in the lower rounds. But, oh, you know what? No, F that. Uh, 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 what is it? What is it? Uh, what's this? It's not a kickoff. Like, it's like a shoot-off in hockey. Uh -huh. Yeah, whatever that is. They got to do that for draws. That would be great. All of them. It's crazy because I think it's just an American thing, honestly, where we believe like games always have to, someone has to win. Yeah. yeah um, because even um, hockey in other countries, they end in ties. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you do not win, if there's not a winner after overtime, it is a tie. 
it's only in america um that we have to have a clear winner um yeah because do you remember when hockey used to end in a tie do you remember that yeah that's not that long ago <laughs> yeah, it was not like in the nhl you used to have games where okay you ended in the tie now they you know created the, the, the shootout and um with the shootout now if you win you get the you know the two points for the win but if you lose you still get a point yeah back in the day just be hey we're about to end this in a tie um i don't have a problem with it especially like you said in the lower rounds uh in the group stages i mean um when it comes to the knockout stage they obviously play extra time and it's what two 15 per- 15 minute periods and then if it's still a tie then they do the um shootout i think the shootout is very um i think it's exciting um one thing like the nhl does in overtime what they do is they what is it three on three in overtime yeah, three on three in overtime instead of five on five. So the ice is more wide open. So then someone can score within the next five minutes. They try to do it that way. Um, do you think FIFA should ever adopt something like that? Just get less players on the field? Uh, I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to change that. But I don't know. I think the yeah. shootout the shootout has to happen in soccer just because you can literally go through a whole game and not and someone could not score like, zero, zero. Zero, nil, nil. not trying to see that <laughs> that can happen so think about it you don't want to play like another 90 minutes you know <laughs> of soccer to get a score so i guess you do have to get a shootout somehow but uh real quick just want to recap some of these scores the first match of the tour of the tournament was with the host country russia facing saudi arabia russia of course I mean, I've spoken about it numerous times um, back in the day. Russia only got this World Cup because they probably paid for it. Perfect. To be honest. Uh, But they're in it. And they beat Saudi Arabia 5-0. Uruguay beat Egypt 1-0 or 1-0. Sorry. Uh, I got to speak like I know about soccer. Um, Other notable games. France uh, defeated Australia 2-1. Argentina-Iceland. That was a very good match. Uh, Iceland is their first appearance in the World Cup. Do you remember last year? I mean, not last year. Two years ago when they qualified. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, they uh, qualified by winning the, um, I guess, uh, whatever European division that they're in. I can't remember. I'm not going to act like I know. Um, so they, 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 they won it two years ago. So they automatically qualified. Um uh, and they went up 1-0. Um, then I think Argentina tied it. And then Lionel Messi had a chance to take the lead late in the game. And he missed his penalty shot. Is Lionel Messi comparable to uh, LeBron James in basketball? Oh, uh, yeah. I think so. It depends who you ask. But him and uh, what's the guy? Ronaldo, yep, Cristiano. They're uh, what is it? They're the LeBron Jameses of soccer, I guess. And I don't mean the way they play; I just mean them being like the face. Yeah, they're the face, but they've both had like they've had moments of success and failure that are like yeah, Messi doesn't play that well in the World Cup, right? 
<laughs> none of them have none of them have well argentina made it to the finals four years ago against germany uh but he didn't play well in the world cup four years ago and uh ronaldo i mean he does play for portugal portugal's not really like i mean they're good they're just not i mean they're not on the level of argentina or brazil but they're they're decent um yeah but they both i mean they both had success in their um club club teams but not on for their uh national team so it's gonna be very interesting but ronaldo like i said three goals in the first match of the tournament that is impressive that's a good way to start it out uh croatia beat nigeria to nil um brazil tied with um switzerland on sunday mexico defeated germany one nil and that was the shocker of the tournament so far um and uh brazil not brazil belgium beats uh beat panama three nil uh england yesterday got a late goal in stoppage time to defeat tunisia two to one and um so far today japan beat colombia two one and senegal beat poland 2-1 the um there is a game today that's about to start up in about an hour our time egypt versus russia uh who do you think is going to win that uh russia i'm trying to remember who egypt played who did egypt play um Oh, they lost to Uruguay. It's gonna be tough. I mean, Russia is at, in Russia. They are they are playing. They are the whole country. I, I guess I'm gonna have to go to Russia also. Uh, tomorrow, Portugal plays Morocco. Um, what are some other? France plays uh, Peru on Thursday. Argentina plays Croatia on Thursday. Brazil should coast through Costa Rica on Friday. Um, Nigeria, Iceland, that should be a good one on Friday also. Um, but I'm trying to see what are some other good games. Oh, Germany and Sweden on Saturday. That should be pretty good. So, yeah, there's some pretty good matchups coming up soon. Um, who do you think is going to win it all? Um, man, I always like no, man, this is a tough one. I think Messi or Ronaldo. I, I think Ronaldo's gonna do it this year. I think he's finally gonna have, you know, he's gonna get so what one of them is gonna get a cup. I think Germany needed to get that slap in the face against Mexico, and I feel like they're going to bounce back and probably win it all and be uh, defend their title as the world champion. Um, later in the summer, we're going to talk about, I guess, soccer in this country, the, the United States. We don't have because- to talk about world soccer. And uh, I, I guess I mean to talk about the world soccer, you got to kind of talk about soccer in the U.S. for a little, and and talk about why we're not in the tournament. <laughs> um, let's move on to the NBA. On Friday, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski 
reported that Kawhi Leonard wants out of San Antonio. He wants to either play in LA or New York. That is good news for you as a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Uh, because um you know when players talk about LA they are not talking about the Clippers. Don't be rude. So, Never. Never. <laughs> not talking about the Clippers. Um so that's good for you as a Lakers fan. And then of course he mentioned New York, you know, so playing for the Knicks. Where do you think Kawhi is going to end up? Um He's gonna end up somewhere that's like neither one of these places. Who is it's gonna be the Celtics probably? They can offer the best trade package. Like if he's getting traded, it's gonna be either the Celtics or if the Phoenix Suns are super stupid, like maybe the Phoenix Suns. Well, see that did come up recently. Yeah. That where, yes. Yeah. Do, do, do you think I don't know. I don't. Kawhi is very good, but he's all, there's also like something going on there. Like you, we're, I don't think we're ever gonna like know for sure what happened this season that made Kawhi not want to like play or whatever. But you know, we probably will find out one day. But I don't know if you can trade the top center prospect to come out since Embiid. I guess maybe even like Embiid was a touted like high draft pick like prospect, but they were he also in, yeah, he was also injured a lot. <clears throat> so, and DeAndre Ayton might be the best center to come out since who knows? It's been a long, it's been a while, and I don't know if you can give that up for somebody who may. He also has only one year left on his contract. Like you'd be, you'd be like, you'd be playing like the how the OKC are. Like they don't know if Paul George coming back. They used a lot. They traded Oladipo and Sabonis and a pick to get him. And they don't know if he's gonna come. They rented him for a year, and they don't know if he's coming back. Yeah, I think Kawhi. Um, it, it makes so much more sense that for the Spurs to trade Kawhi to the Celtics, they can get um, pretty good uh, assets, either draft picks or an actual player in, like maybe Jalen Brown or even. Uh, Gordon Hayward we've mentioned that before yeah, that, that the guy. Celtics really have no real connection to Gordon Hayward he literally played five minutes yeah like the connection is not there mm-hmm. and you know the the money matches up pretty close of course you're gonna have to add you know a pick or add you know uh, another Jalen Brown has to be involved like if you're trading Kawhi Leonard I, I, I don't really particularly need Gordon Hayward like you, I would want Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum if possible. Yeah, uh, and and that that definitely it's basically it's gonna be two players, and it yeah. could be Hayward. And I don't think the Celtics are gonna give up uh, Tatum, so it can be Hayward and Brown and a pick or or Some something combination. In that combination. Yeah. I do I not think th- the best. Th- I I think what they tr- should try to do is send Jalen Brown and like whatever number of picks that he needs to send with him to get Kawhi and they should try to trade Gordon Hayward for just like three role players or two role players or something like that because they're going to probably lose Marcus Smart and or Terry Rozier and it makes a lot of sense to like like you said they don't really have a connection to Gordon Hayward so it'd be a lot easier to move on from him 
Now, we both say that the Celtics seem like the landing place that would make more sense for the Spurs. But There's some other places, but, but Celtics make a lot of sense. Yeah, but what about the Lakers? Um, who would the Lakers have to give up to possibly get Kawhi Leonard? <clears throat> uh, Brandon Ingram or Kuzman. One of those two would definitely be gone. Maybe Lonzo Ball. Um, maybe like Josh Hart or Julius Randle. It'd be some combination of those players. Probably two of them and a pick. Man, I, I think if the Lakers... I, I, honestly, I think Lonzo's untouchable. Lonzo? He should be. He should be untouchable. He's close. He's close. I think... I, yeah, he's close. Ingram could definitely get traded and Kuzman could definitely get traded. I would rather have Kuzman than Ingram, I think. Yeah, I would I would rather have Kuzma. Uh Brandon Ingram, he just hasn't a lot of potential, but he hasn't like he's shown flashes, but he's not Kuzman is out here getting buckets, just doing he's doing a whole lot. And at least with Kuzma, uh he had his little rookie slump and then he still bounced back and yeah. you know started playing pretty well near the near the end of the season. Uh I feel like Brandon Ingram is just not there yet. A new change of changes of scenery may help. So that may be something, but uh do you think uh Kawhi and LeBron are gonna end up playing with each other? Um I don't think so. Not this year, maybe next year. We will, uh, I guess, talk about. I, I'm not talking about LeBron this week because we got a couple more weeks to be oh, before, be before things start coming up with LeBron James. Um, real quick, is uh, Puma making a comeback? They're trying to. They signed uh, Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Ayton, I believe, to. Uh, yes. Chew deals, and that's very rare for big men to get chew deals, especially when they haven't played a game. But yeah, and they got was it just got Jay Hove out here dropping albums randomly? Uh huh. Um, Marvin Bagley, DeAndre Aiden, and there was a third, uh, Zaire Smith of Texas Tech. They all um, signed deals, uh, multi year contracts with Puma. Um, and then, like you said, jay-z is going to be taking over uh the basketball division of puma i'm trying to read i'm trying to figure out like when was the last time puma had oh said the last time puma signed an nba player to a big contract and i do not remember this was vince carter 98 yeah uh, i have no idea i feel like vince carter was always just on nike right yeah, and I guess he wasn't there for long because then he came out with like the Nike Shocks. Yeah. Remember when the Shocks had just came out? He they was the crazy. first one. Um, also, they um they signed a uh, Puma. Also signed a uh, Walt Clyde Frazier. Oh, the snazzy dresser. Yo, he is a very uh very he is into fashion. He was he was he was Westbrook of the seventies. Oh, look. <laughs> Look, continued. Dog, if they had the internet back in the day, people would just be like, "Dog, what is what's going on with, with Walt?" <laughs> By the way, why is this, is this, I mean, where does Clyde come in? That's a clown question, bro. What do you mean? 
I mean, it's you about to teach these young guys how to. Oh, Walt, Walt Clyde, Walt Clyde Freight, and Clyde is in uh in um this is in quotation marks. How you get Let's, a nickname that's just another normal name? I'm about to look that up right now. Like, <laughs> where does Clyde come? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm on his Wikipedia page, and Clyde is in quotations, like. Not like Clyde is his middle name. Clyde is a nickname somehow. <laughs> that's yo, that's crazy. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so Puma may be making a comeback. Uh, this week is the NBA draft. There we go. Best time of year. Phoenix has the number one pick, number one overall pick. Um Wow, something just broke just now. And I guess we'll talk about it in a few minutes. Uh, but yes, Cav- um, Suns have the number one pick. Who do you think they're going to select? Suns, uh, they should pick DeAndre Ayton from Arizona. Like, definitely. 100% home run pick. They might mess it up because they're the Suns, but they might get it right. Yeah, it's... Uh... I think DeAndre Aiden should be the consensus number one draft pick, but there is a guy, you know. Oh, Luka Doncic. You okay? He, they need to pick one of them too. Like they might pick Luka just because his old coach is the new coach of the Suns, but it's got to be one of them too. Like if they pick Marvin Bagley, that would be a mistake. If they pick Mo Bamba, that would probably be a mistake. I think Aiden should be the number one overall pick. Luka Doncic possibly go to the to the kings at number two um like that uh, too that would be cool the kings are also making hints at marvin bagley the third uh it's gonna be interesting to see how he and willie collie stein play but when i thought about it and uh amina hassan mentioned it last night on nba radio he said when you're a bad team you just gotta get talent. You can't oh, be no. worried about. You can't positions. be worried about. Yeah, positions. <laughs> He's like, you can only worry about positions when you're actually pretty good. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like, what if? And this is a great flashback. What if the Trailblazers actually drafted Michael Jordan? Like that was the big thing with Michael Jordan and Sam Bowie. The Trailblazers were like, well, we just drafted Clyde Drexler. And Clyde, I mean, Hall of Fame basketball player for the Blazers. I mean, you could probably say the second best shooting guard during that stint, during Jordan's career. You know, but he just wasn't Michael Jordan. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, you couldn't have drafted Michael and they couldn't have coexist. They couldn't coexist. And honestly, that would have been. They probably would have figured it out. It had just been them two taking shots only. It, it, and uh, they probably could have worked it out. And the West was not. They were good. The West, <laughs> you know, West, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you've just changed they my mind. Just got, dog. Um, they they uh, figured it out. You just changed my mind because uh, the West wasn't even wasn't even the dominant conference back then either. So, whew, mm-hmm. yeah, they would have. They would have. <laughs> I mean, if Jordan figured it out with Pippen. I mean, he probably would have figured it out with Clyde Drexler. So you have definitely convinced me. Uh, but yeah, back to the 2018 NBA draft. So uh, Luka Doncic is another high prospect. 
I do look. I don't really remember Jaron Jackson Jr., but he is moving up the board. Some some mock drafts have him as high as number two, like that the Kings may actually take him. Did you watch Jaron Jackson Jr. at all this year? I did not see him that much, but I heard that he's like kind of made to be in this like type, how the NBA is played right now. Like people are like coveting him because he kind of plays like a younger Al, like, of course he's younger, like Al Horford. Uh huh. That's what I've heard. That's the only thing I've heard about him. Honestly, who's, uh, is it Miles Bridges? That's who we were hearing about from Michigan State. But out of nowhere, Jared Jackson Jr. has just like skyrocketed up these uh, draft boards. Uh, he's the son of NBA uh, player Jaron Jackson. Um, Jared Jackson could shoot. He went back in his day. So maybe this guy, I don't know. But uh, Jared Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr. is 6'11", 243. That is where the NBA wants to go right now. Uh, it seems like he can handle the rock somewhat. Uh, he has a wingspan of seven feet. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes, but he's definitely moving up the draft board. Uh, you mentioned Mobamba earlier. He's a legend. He has a song that's already out. Flames. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be good. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is another uh, player that's uh, projected to go pretty high in the draft. Um, Trey Young, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., Colin Sexton. Michael Porter Jr. He, yeah. if you are a GM and it's your pick, and you know about the injury history, he literally played. Two games in like two minutes of his college career. Has not played that many games. Do you take a shot on Michael Porter Jr.? If I'm a bad team, absolutely. (laughs) What? If I'm a team that's super far away from winning a championship, if I'm if I'm Atlanta, Dallas, Orlando, Chicago the yeah if i'm one of those teams absolutely but if he slips past that i don't know like a team that's like i couldn't see or i could see philly taking him if he slips to 10 but i don't think he's gonna go that far i don't think he's get past i don't think he gets past orlando um amina hassan was talking about uh michael porter jr and he said that the doctors from uh, several teams—I uh, forgot what team he was—he he actually didn't name a team, but he was got in contact with a doctor of a team, and he said, "Look, he has an eighty percent chance that he will be healthy throughout his career." He said after the back surgery that he had, he said there is an eighty percent chance that he'll be healthy. He also said that the 20% really scares him. <laughs> he said that um, it will be hard to tell an owner, hey, let's invest in this in this kid because, you know, he's really good, has good upside. 20% chance of never playing in the NBA. <laughs> yes. He also mentioned um, a previous player because uh, Amin El Hassan was in the front office for the Suns. And he mentioned how um, 
a player that they drafted, he didn't give a name. He said how um when his doctor when the Phoenix doctors got to him and they saw his medical records and then they did their examination, they said, Look, this prospect, if we just do corrective exercises, this injury will not happen again. And he said, because this injury is based on repetition of bad mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they started doing exercises to strengthen uh, the the injured uh, body part. Problem area. And um, when he, after they did that, within two weeks, they said, okay, the prospect had no pain at all. And he mentioned that that prospect is still in the NBA and it's pretty healthy. I want to know who it is. I yeah, I wanted to know too, but he didn't want to say uh, who it was. You could probably figure it out. But he said this player was no longer injured like during his career with that same thing, with that same ailment. Well, that's the one thing with Michael Porter Jr. Oh, uh, you mentioned Trey Young. Mm-hmm. What, what what type of team does Trey Young need to go to? Trey Young needs to go to a team where he can have the ball in his hand uh, most of the time. Like, he needs to go to, like, Memphis or Orlando, Chicago, Cleveland, if LeBron leaves, New York. Like, one of those teams. Well, uh, according to Sports Illustrated's mock draft, which was released five hours ago, uh, they're projecting Trey Young will go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um that would be cool and it'll be even cooler if lebron were to stay <laughs> because yeah. the guy can shoot and can pass when, a little bit and when they looked at his um um advanced ana- analytics he shot most of his three-pointers from behind the nba range in college mm-hmm. so it, it's not like he was just you know sneaking up to the college three-point line and then taking these shots he was still taking them from the nba ranges NBA range, so he does have range. Um, some other notable prospects. Anyone uh, that you want to see, like that you know of, that you're interested in seeing where they fall to? I would like, I want to know where Mo Bomb is going to go. I want to know where Luka Doncic is going to go. I want to know where Dante DiVincenzo is going to go. Mm. I think he'd be pretty straight. Uh, the Bridges, both of the Bridges, I'd like to know where they end up. And. Well, uh, what? Uh, Michael Mitchell Robinson. I need to know where he ends up. Mitchell Robinson, and it's one more. What's my man? That's crazy. Uh, Grayson Allen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's who I need to know where they end up. According to, re- what? Go ahead. Oh, I, I really, you know, for selfish reasons, hope that. What pick do the Lakers have in the first round? I would like. What is it? There's no way DiVincenzo falls that far. I would like him to maybe get on the Lakers. That would be cool. Just the player that I know. They have a, a pick 25. I was about to say, I, I remember their pick ended up going to the 76 or yeah, Somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the Washington Wizards at the fifth at 15. Um, they're projected according to Sports Illustrated. Miles Bridges out of Michigan State. That would be perfect. 
that would be or that or not perfect but like let's say they got miles bridges they could go a lot of different ways they could trade Kel they could trade um kelly Oubre, or they could try to trade auto porter you know what i'm saying and try to bring in like a big name free agency though throw porter in with some uh draft picks maybe to like ease that gigantic contract that he has i don't know i think my i think miles bridges could be good that would be a good pick for the wizards somebody that can just come in and play um before we uh move on uh rudy gay Ooh. he uh decided oh, to i hope the wizards out. do not get rudy gay that would make me sad he's from here too he could they yeah. could definitely get rudy gay i mean if the wizards get rudy gay i hope he's not starting I mean, he's, <laughs> definitely not, he's definitely not starting or look if they get him and lose uh what is it markeith he would start Oh jeez! Like, oh man, I can see it right now. Rudy Gay starting for the Wizards next year. It's gonna be terrible. Please don't do that. You know, you know, you know my story about Rudy Gay. In my yeah, running, you, Jeremy don't like Rudy Gay. <laughs> I just want, like, I want the Wizards to get Tyreek Evans. Can they please just make that happen? Tyreek Evans and a young athletic big that can rebound and doesn't need the ball. So yeah, that's everyone in the NBA is looking for that right now, but. The Wizards, I hope they find it somehow. Yeah, it's man, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, the Wizards are hinting that they're will they're interested in trading the number fifteen pick to drop the go move move further down in the draft if they can unload an expiring contract. And yeah. they're you know the expiring contracts would either be Marquise Morris or Marcin Gortat. We wish somehow someone will take Jan Mihimi from us, but hey, never gonna happen. That one may not happen. But yeah, the Wizards are definitely uh hinting at that. Um Sterling Brown, the forward from the Milwaukee Bucks who uh was um beaten by police officers in milwaukee in january is planning to uh sue the city and and tase yes he was beaten and tased over a parking dispute not even a, okay let me not say a parking dispute a parking violation he parked in the handicap spot but uh yeah that's 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 crazy man yeah i mean it's not that surprising but it's a little crazy um and you want to hear what else happened i just broke about 14 minutes ago on bleacher report hold on nope okay what happened paul george decided where he wants to go nah what happened it says eric Andrande, one of the responding police officers who is accused of assaulting Milwaukee Bucks guard Sterling Brown, reportedly posted a joke on Facebook about unleashing a similar attack on J.R. Smith following his gaffe in Game 1 of the 2018 Finals. <laughs> That's, that is not funny, but it's hilarious also. Do you, do you want to know what he said on Facebook? <laughs> of course. He said, I hope J.R. Smith double parks in Walgreens handicap park. Okay, that's too specific. That's too specific. He's in Milwaukee. Dang, that is awful. If nothing comes out of this, this is the epitome. No, this is this is light work. This is he only got tased. 
like he's still alive like this is nothing this is he okay they might sue he might get sued officer might get suspended for like a month that's it with pay wow nothing is gonna come of this my man <laughs> yo that was pretty specific hey that was he got he had he might have had a joke writer for that one uh ain't nothing gonna happen and this is the same city that philando castile was gunned down in and nothing ended up happening out of this but yeah you could get a um black officer who in the same city who killed a white woman oh oh yeah you're definitely convicted but anyways on to other nba news before we roll uh you brought it to my attention about this 32 years ago oh yeah NBA or not NBA, uh, Maryland University of Maryland basketball player Len Bias tragically died from a cocaine overdose the day after being drafted by the Boston Celtics. If Len Bias plays in the NBA, how great would he have been? Uh, he would have been, you know, he would have been one of these Michael Jordan tier players, probably like up there and like the, uh, I mean, it's impossible to say for real, but he was on track to be like, you know, extremely dominant in the NBA. Len Bias to me, and obviously I wasn't alive, but I've gone back and done my research, looked at not just highlights, but looked at like game clips on YouTube. And um, I even, even my uncle, he had a VHS that I looked at one time of one of his games. Um, Len Bias was like almost like LeBron back in the day, but without like the, I guess the, the point guard, I guess, like the playmaking as a point guard skills that LeBron has, but he had the size, he had the speed, he had the quickness. Um, and his jumper at the time was better than Michael Jordan's coming into the league. So, I mean, if he were to make it, you know, improve that part of the game, man, I mean, he'd have been unstoppable. Not only that, he was going to the Boston Celtics. And honestly, that tragic death really ended the Celtics dynasty because the Celtics threw like a trade got a draft pick and then that pick ended up through the lottery the second overall pick and they had just won the, they just won the NBA finals that year so they were the NBA finals champion and they had the second overall draft pick they drafted Len Bias he would have been playing with Parrish McHale and Larry Bird he would have gotten better with those guys definitely and that that Celtics dynasty probably would have continued a little longer than it did. It just so happened that, you know, after that, Larry Bird started having the back problems. You know, Lakers ended up winning two more or, yeah, two more titles, 80, 87 and 88. And then, of course, Jordan came of the, the bad boy Pistons and then Jordan came. But honestly, if Lent Bice played in NBA... Jordan wouldn't have six rings. Jordan still would win, I think, but he wouldn't have six because he would have to dealt with Len Bias in the Eastern uh, pl playoffs before heading into, you know, the NBA Finals. It is real tragic. Uh, my grandmother 
was working in the hospital that he passed away in and she remembers like when he came in and everyone's like yo that's len bias like because len bias was that big this is pre-internet so when they found out it was just like hold on that's len bias what happened and then a few hours later you know pronounced dead at the hospital very very tragic news but uh and len bias in my opinion would have been an nba great uh let's move on to our champs and chump of the week every week we go on oh sorry I'm about to confuse segments. Every week, we introduce our champ for doing well, and we criticize our chump for doing horrible. Starting with you, Matt, who is your champ of the week? Uh, the the top half of the draft lottery. Baby, want a champ? <laughs> I think like picks one through eight or one through ten are going to be, you know, they're looking to be pretty solid players. And there's some interesting teams that have the, the there's a couple good teams that have the top like 10 picks and they're going to fill some needs that they like have as a team. And I think it's going to be pretty good for like, I think the Suns are going to be better. I think the Kings will be better. I think the Grizzlies could come out of this draft pretty nice. Dallas is going to be better. Like they're going to have a, a trio in Dallas now, like no, almost no matter what it'll be. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Harrison Barnes, and somebody else. Hopefully, the new person is very dominant. But yeah, the Knicks got a high draft pick. It's a lot of big name teams that have high draft picks. So I hope it you know gives some more competition, increases the competition level in the NBA because that's really what needs to happen. The Warriors are ruining basketball for me. <laughs> My champ of the week goes to the young phenom from the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto. Baby, want a champ? Uh, last week was the first, or sorry, the youngest uh, Major League Baseball player to hit two home runs in a game. He did it against the Yankees last week. And then last night, hit another home run against the Yankees here in Washington. He is my champ of the week. Matt, who is your chump of the week? Oh, the Turkish government? Because you're a chump. Turkey is out here. They're they're doing some what I don't know if you know about you know about Enos Kanter? Uh-huh. And the troubles that his family has had since he has been so outspoken about how ridiculous the, the, the ruling powers are in Turkey. And mm-hmm. his parents got sentenced to fifteen years in prison today. And yeah, for no for no apparent reason, and it's just I don't know. Turkey just seems like a they're like a <laughs> if you look into the future for America, if you know how Donald Trump is out here ruining the world daily, it's kind of scary. Uh, my chump of the week goes to Washington Capitals general manager uh, Greg McClellan and. The Washington Capitals owner, Ted Leonsis. Because you're a chump. And the reason why they are my chumps of the week is because they could not come to agreement with head coach Barry Trotz. So Barry Trotz resigns yesterday. Trotz had a, um, I guess, in some 
I guess a incentive in his contract that if he wins the Stanley Cup, he then gets a two year extension. Uh, he was due, so he wanted his two years at least, but um, they could not come to agreement on salary. And the reason why I say McClellan and Leonsis are chumps of the week is because Barry Trotz just led this team to its first title ever. The parade was a week ago. Yeah, and now he's gone. <laughs> a week ago was the parade, and this dude is no longer coaching. Not only that, just take care of who did well for you. You know, mm-hmm. brought this team uh, a championship. Many See coaches here, but do. look, wait a minute. All right, you say they brought him a championship, and they should take care of him, right? Uh huh. You don't feel the same way about Joe Flacco. Um, no, I felt like the Ravens and they did take care of him because they're like, Look, they, they shouldn't have, <laughs> they should have pulled a what is it, a caps and told him to leave. <laughs> no, nah, but they did what they were exactly, they were just like, Look, he did what he said he was gonna do, we're gonna have to pay him. And I feel with, and that one's a little different. And the reason why I say it's different is because the salary cap for players is not part of payment for coaches salaries for coaches like this isn't a salary cap issue this is just i don't want to pay you that much money or i don't see you as valuable as you think you are um is it it's just crazy like this team has this city hasn't won anything in so long and they finally did finally have a coach in the last two years has done well with this team and now you're just like yeah we're just gonna let you walk and and it it's literally over money. This isn't over philosophy. This isn't over like player management or anything. This is money that it's down to. And Ted Leonsis is getting a pass, but imagine if Daniel Snyder did this. Yo, what? Imagine if Daniel Snyder did this as the Redskins owner, where he just was like, uh, oh yeah, you had a good year. Oh, let me not say imagine. It has happened. I'm not a Redskins fan, but when Martin Schott, Marty Schottenheimer had that good year, he started out 0-5, bounced back, got a 5-5 record, ended the season 8-8 eight eight on a good path to the next season. What did Daniel Snyder do? Say, yeah, I'm, you out of here. Like, it has happened. And to this day, Redskins fans talk about that because they said if Marty was given another year with this team, this team actually could have done well. What did Marty do with his next stint? Brought the brought the uh, Chargers to a fourteen and two record. <laughs> like that, like that's crazy. But this is what happens in Washington sports. And um, let's be real, the Wizards. Look at the situation they're in. He's not Ted Leonsis, not the general manager for Wizards, but he does sign those checks, so he has say in it. And if you are the owner, like Ted Leonsis, you sit down, Barry Trotz and mcclellan and you say hey you all work something else you work something out and i just signed the check like trots you ain't leaving you want us a title there like tell us what you want greg you figure it out and we get it keep it working but it seems like egos got involved barry trots is no longer on the or no longer the head coach uh let's move on to the nfl Terrell Owens ran a 40-yard dash uh, the other day. Way too fast. <laughs> he ran a 4.43. 4, 
Um, he was hinting that he wants to return to the NFL, wants to play with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Can't do that. Not not that's not gonna happen. He's done. It's over. I think yeah, it's just been too long that he's been out of the league. He's forty something years old. I mean, at the if he were to make a team, I mean, was going to be the fourth, possibly fifth receiver on the team? Like, if he is your third receiver, oh geez, like <laughs> man, that that is not a good look if he's that at that point. But um, yeah, I, I just think it's just been too long for him and. If he, had, if he had just retired like a year or two ago and he was still doing this, yeah, possibly. But he's been out the league more than five years because he is up to be a Hall of Famer this year. Yeah. He's been out the league for seven years, actually. Now that I'm looking at it, seven years out the league. That's, man, oh, man. Uh, top 100 players of 2018 is being revealed on NFL Network. Uh, just want to quickly go through who is ranked 20 to uh number 11 top 10 will be i guess next week revealed next week um and we mentioned this earlier we said when it comes to the nfl because there's so many positions it's just so hard to like rank all of them together um it's pretty easy when you say hey rank the top 10 wide receivers or rank the top 10 running backs or top 10 quarterbacks that's pretty easy but when you say top 10 players in all of the league, man, that's pretty tough. But at number 20, there's uh, Alvin Kamara of the, um, I'm having a blank, New Orleans Saints. 19, your boy, Everson Griffin. Number 18, Ben Roethlisberger. Number 19, uh, number 17, sorry, Jalen Ramsey. Number 16 is Khalil Mack. Number 15 is Rob Gronkowski. 14, wow, Calais Campbell. Wow, he had a bounce back. <laughs> uh, 13, DeAndre Hopkins. 12, Luke Keekley. Number 11 is Russell Wilson. Bro, those, yeah, and they say Wilson, that's the top spot that he's had in his career on this ranking. It's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, so that is your NFL or the NFL Network's top 100 players of 2018. Um, any other news in the NFL before we move on? Oh, uh, remember uh, Greg Robinson, the offensive tackle that the Rams selected in 2014? Yes. He is going to be uh, playing with the Cleveland Browns. Also there. Uh-oh. He's getting a third chance to be in the NFL. <laughs> man, oh man. Um, real quick, Major League Baseball. Bryce Harper is in a slump. He has not had a good June. Uh April and May, phenomenal. June, horrible. Um, he not doing well, but Juan Soto of the Nats is doing well. Um, the team is they're doing okay, but they're uh teetering right now. On the uh, division leader spot, uh, it's time. They they have time to bounce back. They'll end up winning the division. The Astros, I think it's 13 straight victories. They were down by four runs last night in the ninth inning, came back and won. <laughs> so uh, that winning streak continues. 
Um, let's go to our not sports segment real quick. Rappers, uh, XXX Station and um, Jimmy Wopo or Wapo or Shot and Killed yesterday. Um, did you listen to any of their songs? I've seen, I've heard a couple X, XX Tentation songs. They're okay. I mean, I only know that one song, Sad and Look At Me, or two yeah. songs, Look At Me. Uh, Look At Me, it's funny. That's supposed to be his hit song. To me, it's trash. Um, uh, but but Sad is actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, it is very sad that uh, these rappers were gunned down. Yeah, no, and, and, and I asked this question, like, especially with XX Station. I mean, he wasn't really a gangbanger, like, and I'm not justifying or, or, um, you know, normalizing, you know, people being killed through the, through, you know, gang violence, but I mean, it's gang violence. These things happen. So it's kind of like, you can see why it happened, but I don't see why, you know, this rapper was killed. But you mentioned some things. Why do you think like someone would want to run up on this He's, specific rapper? He said like a lot of like wild stuff and like hateful things, and I don't know. It's I don't know. This was Joe. There was like somebody had mentioned on like the Joe Budden podcast that he had said that like he needed to he he being xxx tenacion needed to just. You know, do a little bit less, and he never really did. And you know, it was sad how he died. Yeah, it's just it's just really unfortunate, especially. Um, I mean, hip hop is literally the only a genre where. Oh, this does not happen in any other type of music where people are getting killed over slights, beefs, lyrics, things like that. Um, I know rappers have been killed for a long time i mean we you know we know the most famous ones um biggie and tupac and we really thought after biggie and tupac people were just like look we can't be killing each other over hip-hop <laughs> like it's only gotten worse since then but i also feel like okay those who have been and i'm like i say i'm not normalizing it or justifying it i feel like those who have been they were actively like active gang members like so they were about that life like this one really got me where i was like yo he ain't really out here gang banging like but like you mentioned like you said he wilding out yeah i mean yeah like think about rappers that we know that have gotten shot either those who survived or killed i mean every single one of them you could be like yeah they had gang ties like and not just gang ties they were like still doing stuff (laughs) like you know but this one really threw threw me for a loop. Uh, I'm not like I say. I'm not. Even, I wasn't even a fan of either of them. It's just kind of crazy how you know these things just happen. Um, you know, like you say, you don't see Taylor Smith, Taylor Swift rolling Taylor up on. Taylor Swift does not um, ever have to worry about people shooting at her. Yeah, I mean, it does come back. To, I mean, it comes to white privilege. Also, she kind of is in a. Um, 
her demographic doesn't deal with people who 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 are gangbangers or people who but it's not like i mean taylor swift didn't grow up rich either true so i, I guess, guess it's just i don't know anything about taylor swift though there's just a lot of i guess it's very complex it's just not simply yeah i don't know i don't know what to say um also the big thing in the news right now um you have immigration issues going on right now those uh we have migrants who are trying to come to the united states that are being uh detained at or near the border and families are being separated um to me that seems like that's a un violation like like the u.s are violating some sort of united nation rules and it's kind of shocking that the un hasn't really spoken up but then when you think about it they're probably not going to speak up because the u.s probably has so much power within the un so no one's ever going to really come at the u.s but imagine if it was another country like let's say south korea or let's say but there would be heavy heavy sanctions yeah but because it's the united states and because of the demographic that's being persecuted pretty much or being um detained and things like that people don't really care but it's really crazy you know donald trump is saying well you know i'm blaming the the democrats because (laughs) you can't come to the table and do legislation democrats are pretty much saying dude you don't we don't need legislation for this you as the president just needs to call homeland security and say hey what you're doing ain't right like we just got to find another way of doing it and the entire situation is crazy like you have migrants who are coming for political asylum uh you have migrants that are coming just because they want to come to the united states to have a better living okay things like this is going to happen people will be detained but there needs to be an ethical way of detaining these individuals and i was talking to my wife and she was saying yeah you know it gets kind of dicey where you know you have you know you don't want to keep men in the same place with women or men in the same place with children or young teenager or teenagers you don't want to keep them with children because things can happen and you really don't know everyone who is you know coming in um of course donald trump and his base will tell you every single one of them are criminals but that's not the truth possible but but of course there will be a percentage that is so you do need to determine who we should allow through asylum and who uh you know you should be sending back and things like that but the issue is coming now with the separation of children and families and all of that and how they're being kept in literally like walmarts are being transformed into like detaining centers and these people are being kept in cages and this is not a surprise this is also not a surprise it's not a surprise america has done this before exactly so it's not shocking but it's just still it's still frustrating that's what it is it's still frustrating it's still it still angers people that this is going on and um that uh and unfortunately a lot of people a lot of Christians are using the Bible to justify this. You know, you had Attorney General Jeff Sessions that used the scripture to justify what they're doing. And I guess they didn't get the other scripture where it says, you know, welcome 
your your mig you welcome the migrants who are looking for refuge. So yeah, they didn't mention that, but but anyways, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce dropped the album this weekend. Did you listen to it? Uh, I listened to a couple songs. It sounds like a Jay Z Beyonce album. It's probably I mean some gems it, on it. Is it good? Exactly. Sounds it. pretty good. I haven't even heard a single track, so uh, I don't know. It's pretty good. Now, is it? How do I say this? Because is it better than the Rihanna project? No. Which Rihanna project? I don't know. Rihanna got something out right now. Dog, chill. Rihanna, what? No, I don't it's know. Good. It's good. It's good. Rihanna, she don't got nothing <laughs> right now, but it's good. It's good. They did a good job, and it's you know, they got the concert coming up. There was the stadium tour coming up or going yeah. on right now. I know it's a joint project, but. When it just comes to quality of the album, is this album better than Lemonade? I don't think so. I don't. That is a that that album had visuals for the whole project. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about like the just the song. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's good, no doubt, but I don't think it's better than Lemonade. But I also haven't listened to Lemonade that much the thing when it comes to like beyonce it's so hard for me to like gauge how good it is until i listen because everyone just hypes it up simply because it's her what's beyonce i mean she's great she's one of the greatest artists right now <laughs> but i'm just like i hate going into it and then be like yo it really wasn't as hyped as people made it to seem like like i saw lemonade months after and I appreciated it months after, and at the same time was like, yeah, but I wouldn't have been this hype for it. <laughs> yeah, out of you know, people were going like, like the internet shut down this weekend. Like, Twitter had issues this weekend I mean, because people of it. was trying to download title up using their free uh, passes. <laughs> man, oh man! All right, so let's move on to our Reddit top of the week. Every week we go onto Reddit, find an interesting uh article or topic or discussion and we introduce it to you all the listeners we discuss it here um for your enjoyment and entertainment starting with you matt um what is your reddit topic of the week okay so my reddit topic of the week was since it's dirk's birthday they uh this one user i'm trying to find his name i might not be able to find his name uh yeah, it's not important. But he broke down the greatest draft uh, for what is it, the Dallas Mavericks in their franchise history. Uh-huh. And it was like a five it was like a five step process. It was it was a five step process, but only like four steps really mattered. It was when they selected Robert Trailer. Okay. And then the Bucks selected Dirk. Mm-hmm. And then I think after the draft, they traded Tractor Trailer and a couple is tractor trailer like a pick and somebody else for Dirk, and then later on they acquired Steve Nash for a couple picks and some other players are on their team. So in one draft, they got Dirk and Steve Nash. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty good. And they had a very good stint together, and then Nash was then was he traded back to the Suns or was he? Or did you just sign with the Suns? But he ended up. Yeah, he went back somehow. He ended up with the Suns. Had another good career. Uh, had a 
continued his career in Phoenix. Dirk is obviously still playing. 31,000 plus points. Uh, he'll go down as one of the greatest international players. Man, Dirk, Dirk had it. Dirk had it. Dirk is having a great run, I must mm-hmm. say. Um, and, and the Mavericks definitely made a great decision by making those trades. Yo, track the trailer in college. Like, he's, he's a beast. He was out here shattering back backboards, wasn't he? Yep. At least one. Hey, he used to like run. He actually used to like run the floor. Yeah, he could, he was moving. And in the NBA, he stayed for a little bit, but uh, you know, it ain't the career that Dirk Nowitzki had. <laughs> Nobody has um, that career though. True, 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 true. Um, my Reddit top of the week comes from Kevin McNamara. And uh, he had uh, his question is, or his, I guess the discussion is about great ends to great careers. And um, he mentioned, uh, he said, Kobe dropping 60 points in his final game. Jeter's final at bat is an RBI single. And uh, so he said, what are some other great ends to great careers? What can you think of off the top of your head? Off the top of my uh what is it? The what's the guy? Peyton Manning? Yep, yep. I was thinking about that. Peyton That's Manning. Just, yeah. Um, and even though he didn't play well that like that. Oh, Jerome season, Bettis. Let's go. Jerome Bettis is another one. But back to Peyton, even though Peyton didn't play well during that season, played I mean, he terrible. He he ended with a career and walked out. Uh, Jerome Bettis ended with a Super Bowl in his own hometown yep. of Detroit. Uh, he had, I, th- I think, he scored a touchdown in that game. Also, and Jerome Bettis had a great final year. Like that final year, he was looking like old Jerome Bettis, like young Jerome Bettis out there, and and led that Steelers team to a Super Bowl. Um, Ray Lewis was one. Got his second. Uh, Super Bowl victory against the 49ers. Um, it just kind of pains me because uh, Ray Lewis is like a, a coon right now. Don't be rude. He's <laughs> no, not, it's not a good guy. <laughs> he is. So that's that's the part that it pains me that I'm giving him recognition for this. Um, anyone else you can think of? Man, uh. Gary Payton, didn't he walk out with the championship? Yeah. Um, I think with the Heat, I think he yeah, retired right I after. So. I don't think he played again. Yeah, I, I think guess. he played again. I don't know. Too many people. Yeah, it doesn't happen that much in basketball because most people try to like play longer than they should. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the users, I don't even know, Erotty Rod, Erotty Rod. Um, he said Bill Russell ending his career with a game seven victory over the Lakers. And Bill Russell had 11 titles in 13 seasons. That's pretty good. Also, uh, someone said, if you don't, <laughs> someone said Michael Jordan's last shot at 98. In parentheses, we're forgetting about the Wizards years. Yo, don't di- look. Stop Mike, okay. Disrespecting those Wizards. Dog, it's not even about that. This is how great Michael Jordan is. Do you know how many points he averaged as a Wizard at 22. the age of 40 and 41? 22. 
Yo, 22 points yeah. and like eight rebounds. I mean, and people try to act like that was just bad. It's bad if you're Michael Jordan. <laughs> Dog, you go to the you go to the Hall of Fame for a 22 and eight career. Yeah, I mean, he's Michael it's Jordan. I know, but it's just crazy how people try to act like he was bad. Like the team was bad. But he was out here doing well. And in year the first year of the Wizards, he legitimately was an all-star. Second year, of course, it got in because you know it was the fan, you know, it's fan voting still and all that. But he was a legit all-star that first year. Um I'm trying to think of other players who kind of walked out on top i know some coaches uh bill walsh remember he walked out on top as a head coach um another person in the comment section said uh david tyree's helmet catch was his last career reception that's a pretty good last catch <laughs> yeah that's as good as it gets probably <laughs> yeah that's pretty good um trying to think who who else went out on top they said ted williams homered in his final at bat it's, it's really good also and of course someone had a snarky comment conor mcgregor smashing a dolly through a bus window <laughs> he's gonna fight again one day <laughs> oh man oh man well what about uh mayweather oh yeah i mean you yeah, know the Mayweather's had a good one too. Yeah, and he still is undefeated. Uh, the last boxer was who was the last? Oh, McGregor. <laughs> what am I saying? McGregor's the last boxer, uh, but still, um, McGregor was his last fight. But I mean, still, what forty or is he fifty and zero? Solid forty nine or fifty and zero. Fifty and zero, dog. Yeah, that's the reason he fought McGregor. Yeah, so that's that's and, pretty. And great. that hundred million dollars that helped too. Yeah, that was that was ridiculous, and I definitely paid for that. <laughs> I said it's ridiculous, and I still paid for this. Absolutely, <laughs> I will not be on the outside of this. Nope. I only be all of this foolishness. <laughs> Before we roll out of here, uh, I want to give any. Uh, do you have any shout outs? Oh. Uh... Hmm. No, not yet. N- not this week. Not this week. Maybe next week. Um, I do have some shout outs. Shout out to my man Donnie Bedney. Uh, shout out to, of course, other side of sports nine eighty. Um, curls and sports, sports talk Tasha. Um, shut your face podcast. Um, uh, there's another podcast I'm I've been listening to. Girls who love balls. That's a good one. Um, fourth and thirteen, they're pretty good. You should listen to Fourth and Thirteen. It's not a sports podcast. They talk about sports here and there, but it's not a sports pod- podcast. But you should definitely take a listen to that, Matt. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, definitely, definitely pretty ratchet, but that's why it's good because it's ratchet. Uh, who else I'm trying to think of that I listen to? Um, the She Report. And that's with uh, Sports Talk Tasha and Curls and Sports. Uh, I mentioned Shut Your Face. Um, having a blank right now. Can't remember anyone else. Oh, what to watch this week? The NBA draft. 
definitely for sure on the nba draft also uh continuing the world cup make sure you check that out i think there's a match that it has just started um russia and egypt should be starting soon hey man anything else before we roll out oh i think that's it all right all right make sure you subscribe to the podcast you can find us on itunes google play soundcloud tune in and stitcher so we have five different platforms you can listen to us on more coming soon exactly big news coming up too for this show um until next time everyone sports reality peace